Welcome to the Milwaukee Basketball Hour presented by Merriment Social and Third Coast Provisions. Tonight, we'll hear from Steve Novak and Matthew Delavadova. I'm William Shatner. After an accident, don't settle for less. Hupy and Abraham believes you deserve more. I'm attorney Jason Abraham. With over 60,000 satisfied clients, we collect millions of dollars each month. Find out how you can receive all of the money that you deserve. Don't wait. The choice is simple. Call Hupy and Abraham. 800-800-5678. Tell the insurance company you mean business. Call Hupy and Abraham. 800-800-5678. Now, from Merriman Social and Walker's Point, here's the big unit, Bill Michaels. It is the Milwaukee Basketball Hour, and it's featuring Steve Novak, presented by Merriman Social and Third Coast Provisions. We are on site down here tonight. Steve Novak on assignment. Obviously, the game has, is going to culminate later on this evening. Him and Matthew Delabadova, you're going to hear later on in the program. Uh, also later in the program, if you, I, this is where I believe that the NBA at that point in time never wanted to see the Bucs in the NBA Finals because they pulled Scotty Williams off of that plane back in 2001, angering me to no end. Because I love Scotty Williams. He was a great guy. But Scotty, not that he's dead or anything, but <laughs> Scotty is going to join us a little bit later on tonight. Joining us up here at the table now is Brian Butch. You remember Brian? He uh, not only works with the Wisconsin Herd, but he played for UW, Appleton, uh, Appleton West? Appleton West. Appleton yeah. West. Yeah. You guys won a, a state title there? No, we lost, yeah, we lost the state championship. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Milwaukee. You took yeah, him to the state so championship. We did. Yes, yeah, you we took got him to the state yep, championship because yep, yep. you broke the scoring record, correct? Yeah, I still got it a little bit. So okay. I can, yeah, there hey, you listen, go. You, you, you put in one sharpshooter, big white sharpshooter right. for another one. That's all you did. So, <laughs> so Brian Butch is here with us. Uh, he's got his time at UW. And uh, Matt Pizaris, he is the uh, Senior Vice President of Business Development of the Milwaukee Bucks, joining us here on site as well. Uh, thanks so much for coming down and joining us, man. Thanks for having me. you got a game tonight. You should be back there selling shirts or something, right? Well, I'm not playing, so if I get there on time, <laughs> we'll be okay. I don't know. If you can shoot from the outside, they need you, just so you know. <laughs> So let, let's start with, uh, we'll start with the business side of things because I know you're going to be here for about 15, 20 minutes with us. But um, there, a, a lot of anticipation the other day, they did the walkthrough, the media walkthrough for the new uh, development of the arena. But tell us what else is going on around the arena because the arena is the focus. That's what you see when you drive downtown. Yeah. But I've always said that this ownership group, when you came from New York, yeah. I've always said they didn't buy just, uh, they, they didn't buy a franchise. They bought a city. I mean, there's so much more going on around that building. Yes. You, you hit it on the head. So we had a vision when we came here to revitalize the team, but re really revitalize the city. And you rarely do you ever get 30 acres of prime real estate right in the middle of downtown. When people do these mixed use developments, they're generally trying to draw people to an area of the city that they normally wouldn't go to. We were fortunate enough to be right in the city. So if you've seen, we've already opened the Freighter Medical College of, right. of Wisconsin Sports Science Center. We plan to, we have two, four more blocks, two where the Bradley Center are, and then two more where we're trying to figure out right now what the use of that is. What we're working on right now to the east of the building is the open plaza that we will activate almost all year. And construct, under construction right now is uh, a mixture of sports bars, restaurants that we will announce in the coming weeks. Now, Brian, you had a, a chance to work with the herd and obviously yeah. a, a successful season and a lot of support there in the area, which is also part of the business development yeah. plan. But talk about the support up in Appleton for the Wisconsin herd and the excitement there. Yeah, you know, when you look at what happened in Oshkosh and the development from the beginning of it, you know, our first two games, because it was so quick, we actually had to play at the Bradley Center. And, you know, the support was there. And then, you know, to move into Menominee Nations Arena, and have the constant sellouts. I think the last six or seven games we played were all sold out, so the community was backing it. We constantly were getting new sponsors in and out. 
it was a packed house, and to have a packed house in the G League and the minor leagues was absolutely amazing. I played in the minor league, uh, the G League, or the D League at that time, now the G League, same thing. Uh, played in that league for four years. Very rarely did you ever have a sellout. And, mm -hmm. you know, for Wisconsin Herd, to have the support of the community for the last six games, and really all year long, I think, you know, we had, I think, probably the most sellouts uh, in the league. And so it was amazing to be a part of it. Matt, well, how important was it to keep that, that team, that, that, uh, that G League team, how important was it to keep it close by? Very important. So you don't want it too close where you're cannibalizing the core product, but you want it close enough so you could build your fan base. And also, on the basketball operations side, the basketball guys want to be able to go back and forth and monitor the players. It couldn't have worked out better. So talk about the business side of things with people, you know, season take. I mean, now, look, the team was foundering for a while. It was, it was tough to watch coming out of the – we're not going to gloss over that. But – you guys have won, uh, you know, numerous games here down the stretch. If you win out, you will win nine of your last 11. Let's just say you get Boston and you get a first-round series win. I don't care if Kyrie's there or not. There's still people that are going to be excited about that. So then talk about the momentum going from there and the Bradley Center into the new building because for a while there it was looking like we're going to have a new building and, oh, by the way, we have Giannis and we got to figure out what else we're going to do. I mean, there's still a lot of things that are up in the air. But now if you win some games, you get momentum, next year it makes it that much, one, easier to sell, and two, the anticipation for the season. No question. So the magic number in the NBA is 10,000 full season tickets. And we had a plan three years ago to get there. We we're starting not there. Right. And we're almost there. So we have 1,400 new full season tickets already sold for next year. We have 85% renewal on our season tickets. So we're on our way. And as you said, between the new building, the excitement of the team, we're going to be where we think we need to be. So not that uh, I'm getting into any you know, secrets here or anything, but the way the team goes from here, this offseason, what John Horst does and moves, obviously what happens in the coaching ranks as well. Uh, you and I were talking, uh, look, I, I'd, I'd love to see a name like a Calipari or somebody that's going to come here and immediately draw a reaction. I don't care who you get as long as it's the right guy because ultimately it's about the product on the floor and about winning. No question. So right now, obviously, we have a coach in place in, in Joe Conti. I'm not trying to throw yeah. you out on the limb yeah. here. No, I'm just no. simply saying that next no. season there's a lot riding on this. There, there certainly is. I mean, we are committed to having a winning team year after year. What we want to do on the business side and on the basketball side is build a culture where year after year after year you're in the playoffs, you're competing for a championship. We think we're, we're, we're uh, planting those seeds. Again, that's why the herd helps us, right. so, and we trust John to make the right decisions. I, I want to ask you another business question real quick because we talked about the business area around the new Bradley Center, the new Wisconsin Sports Arena. Obviously, a lot of concerts and such have been announced, but in the beginning there was, well, was going to be some retail space, there was going to be some hotels. Is that all still on track? People just kind of ask all the time, what's coming in, what's going to be there? It is on track. So the, area, the entertainment district that we've started constructing to the east of the arena, mm -hmm. we haven't announced that, but that will be mixed use of bars and restaurants that people can enjoy on not only on event days but on non-event days. Will that be new bars and restaurants or will it be okay yes D just check it. Yep and then there's four more blocks the, the two blocks where the Bradley Center currently are right and then two blocks to the to the northeast of the building so we still haven't finalized plans for that but the things that you mentioned are all on the table. Yeah I was going to say there was a lot that was presented when you had the original renderings and like I said, it's not just that big brown building that's in the middle that some people affectionately call the big burrito, uh, but it's about everything else that goes around, along around it. I mean, it's, it's, I think it's going to be a great complex, and I think it's going to really revitalize downtown. And Brian, you know, playing in this state, obviously being uh, from UW, you've traveled the world. You've seen a lot. There's still – go back to when we were here in 2099, 2000, 2001. You remember what the excitement was like, not just in Milwaukee, but it was throughout Appleton and every place else. People were excited about the Bucks. That enthusiasm's here if they win. 
Oh, there's no question about it. And I think, you know, that's what you see, and that's the exciting part of, of growing up here and being a part of it. You know, you see what Giannis has brought, the excitement. You see, you know, when we're in Oshkosh, we see Giannis jerseys. We see, you know, and we're, we have the ability to have D.J. Wilson come down. You know, Sterling played with us. Brown played with us for a little bit. And we had Brandon Jennings with us, right? right? All these guys, we're here. You know, the Wisconsin herd is here for the Milwaukee Bucks. That's the purpose of what this is. But when you talk about the business side of that, one of the things that is so huge, instead of having Fox Valley people come down to you know Milwaukee to come to a Bucks game, sometimes that's hard to do. Well, guess what? They can come you know 20 minutes, go to an Oshkosh uh, Wisconsin herd game, go to the arena, experience what it's like, see guys that will play for the Milwaukee Bucks. Now all of a sudden, being in Appleton, doing some summer camp stuff like that. They're talking about Brandon Jennings. They're talking about DJ Wilson. They're right. excited for the future of the Wisconsin Bucks, and that's what the Wisconsin herd does. That's why it's such a great fit. You, you mentioned Giannis, Matt. I got to ask you, what was? Because I'm sure you have the analytics in in, in some way, shape, or form, to right there at the, the fingertips. But what was the impact right after the 60 minutes story aired regarding Giannis Antetokounmpo? Bill, incredible. So we've been working on this for a couple of months, as and we knew it was airing as soon as it aired. Our phones just lit up. You can always tell. And the thing that Giannis does for us, and we call it the Giannis effect, not only locally, obviously, does he sell tickets, but our digital properties, which are global, help us things like when we sell a jersey patch. The main thing that he does is I can literally call any company in any country, and all I have to do is say, we have Giannis, and like, oh, the Milwaukee Bucks, we want to talk to you. Really? Yes. So the, not only the consumer side of things, but then as far as sponsorships and, and, and reaching out business-wise, networking and things like that, that's the honest effect. No question. He, he, what he does for us is, is incredible. We just announced this week that we started uh, shipping the Bucks Pro Shop online. You can now buy Bucks gear in any country in the world and have it shipped really? to you. Really? Yeah. That's amazing. So let me ask you this, because when guys get that big, um, there tends to become a, a, a bubble that goes around them. The one thing that I've noticed is we haven't seen the – I mean, granted, there's a lot of people that are pulling at him. Don't get me wrong. Uh, we'd love to have him on the show, hint, hint. But that being <laughs> said, <laughs> we, you know, there, there's, there's an attitude that suddenly starts to develop from something like that. I haven't seen that out of him, specifically when you get a chance to talk to him. Bill, I've been doing this for 20 years. I've worked with a lot of people, athletes. There's nobody like him. He is – as uh, that's why we're so happy about 60 Minutes. The entire world got to see what we've already known. That is him. He's, he's that way. He's so genuine. He's so giving. He cares about basketball. He cares about his family. He cares about the Bucks. Uh, we'll get the Brian and I are going to talk uh, once we're done with this particular segment, but I wanted to kind of wrap things up with you on the side of the front office um, because it, it, it tends to get lost because people hear vice president and think there's one. There's numerous. And it was funny. I was, uh, I was at a local restaurant, and I walked in, and it looked like a bunch of 20-somethings, and they were celebrating something. I thought it was a birthday or something. And somebody said, no, that's the, the Bucks marketing department. And I thought, oh, my God, they're all 25 years old. And they're a little bit older than that. But nevertheless, it's like the building has changed over the last mm -hmm. few years. And coming from New York to, to Milwaukee, don't get me wrong, I loved what they had because it was it was run where you could call somebody up and they answer their phone and and you one of the reasons you didn't blow up a team was because it had good people inside the doors and you knew that whatever you said affected a team like that you could still get your point across without being an ass about it this is a different venture this is a this is not only a still Peter's going to answer the phone or even John Steinmiller still answers his phone and you answer your phone but this is also a much bigger thing than just a smaller Milwaukee Bucks this is now a corporation that's living and breathing you, you hit it right. We, so when we came here, we were a basketball team that was a tenant in the Bradley Center. 
Now we are the Bucks. We're the arena. We're sports and entertainment. We are the herd. We just had the draft for the NBA 2K League yesterday, the right. E-League. We have this real estate. So we've, the enterprise has certainly grown, but we think we've kept, you know, I said a couple of years ago, we've got to work every day to keep the same culture and be just as accessible as we always have been, and I think we've done that so far. So before I let you go, what are the plans eventually to get an NBA All-Star game in Milwaukee? Oh, we're working on that. I was going to say. No yeah. question. Yeah. As long as we're a part of it, I don't care. Yeah. yeah. No, we're that. <laughs> but that, that's the next that's the next shoe to drop is one of those big events that's going to bring in a lot of national attention to the city, to a revitalized downtown, not to mention the building and feature what it is you guys have to offer, but to show really and showcase what the city has to offer. Well, this is not just about us. You know, the other thing that we liked about the Giannis piece is it showcased Milwaukee and Wisconsin as a right. great place, right? An NBA All-Star game can show the world that. This is a great place, and everybody needs to see it. Yeah, I, I get a chance every now and then. I go to a, a Italian restaurant, Calderon Club. Oh, that's town. my spot. That's Gino. Gino, I mean, oh, come, come on. on. <laughs> but I get a chance to go over there every now and then. There's the officials that are sitting in there. You'll see umpires in there tonight. I mean, every it's like a who's who. And when you talk to them, they all say the same thing. This is one of those cities that nobody really talks about, and they all love coming here. I mean, it's, and it's not it's off mic. They're not blowing smoke up your butt or anything like that. It's a fantastic place. It doesn't have a poor reputation or a good reputation. It just a lot of people just don't know about it. That's exactly and right. And we gotta showcase the city. It's a great place. Yep, no doubt about it. I, Matt, it's a pleasure having you here, man. I appreciate Thank you coming you. by. It's fun. Matt Pizarro, senior vice president of business development for the Milwaukee Bucks, joining us for a couple of minutes here on the program, the Milwaukee Basketball Hour, featuring Steve Novak, who you will hear from a little bit later on. We are presented by Merriman Social and Third Coast Provisions. When we come back, going to talk a little uh, career with Brian Butch. Going to talk some basketball coming up at the bottom of the hour scotty williams former milwaukee buck is going to join us and then you're going to hear myself steve novak and matthew della coming up later on tonight a lot more from airman social coming up right after this welcome back to the program it is uh, the, the Milwaukee Basketball Hour, and it's presented by Merriman Social and also Third Coast Provisions featuring Steve Novak. I'm Bill Michael. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer off today as he is on our uh, local station, the uh, flagship station out of Milwaukee, 105.7 FM, The Fan. He has post-game duties tonight as the Milwaukee Bucks are back on the court, so he's going to be doing that this evening. So he is off, and uh, we'll be talking a little bit later on. Scott Williams, former Milwaukee Buck, go back to 1999, 2000, 2001, and uh, we'll talk some uh, Eastern Conference final basketball with Scotty Williams. Also, Steve Novak, Matthew Delabadoba. You're going to hear from them coming up at the end of the program. Brian Butch, he uh, went to Appleton West, uh, East? West. 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 i got to yep. make sure I yep. get that correct. I never want to <laughs> screw that up. Also played at UW, played around the world. Now, for people that don't know, you played in, in Japan, you played in Germany, you played in Greece, you were in Vietnam. You are all over the place. I was, yeah. I played in Dubai a little bit. Is that uh, right? What's it like it was, in Dubai? Amazing. Is it? It was probably one of the best jobs I could have had. Uh, you know, I was at the beach every day. would wake up in the morning. I'd walk to Starbucks. I'd go to the beach. I'd hang out. Yeah. Come back. Go to practice. Do it all over again. Oh, man. Life was all right there. Yeah. I could I could get, I could have got heard, used to I've that. I've heard that's a, that's a hell of a place to it go. It really. If you get a chance to visit, seriously, didn't think it was going to be a place that I would enjoy at all. Yeah. Actually, me and my wife went, and we got on the plane. I said, Megan, I said, if you don't feel safe, we'll turn around. We'll buy plane tickets. We'll go home. But let's right. just let's give it a shot. We felt safer there than we do in America. Is that crazy. right? It, crazy. Really? Well, that's fantastic. So, so you played in Dubai. Uh, you played in a couple of the D-Leagues. Yeah, I played in Bakersfield. In you the played D in the Mad Ants Yeah, I was there. You? Yeah, so I, I got traded from Bakersfield to Fort Wayne, and I was there for about two months. And then after that, uh, I had a great opportunity to go play in the Philippines for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, did pretty well financially too, so that helped when right. you're no, when you're I, not making anything. Yeah, absolutely. When you're not making anything in the G League, so. So let me ask you this: when you when you travel that much, I mean, is this you have one agent that's 
working all these working these phones and these deals? Is that how that goes? Yeah. So for me, I, I, I'm a loyal guy. Born and raised in Wisconsin. That's I've had one agent that I've stuck with. I've believed in him. I trusted him. Uh, he's put me in good situations, good countries. Uh, so it was one of those things where. You know, we would have conversations, and ultimately, as an agent, one thing I think that gets lost, especially for guys that are overseas, and that the agent works for you. Right. And you got to remember that. So I would always have conversations with my agent, say, "Listen, I want to try to end up here. What do you got? Or I want to try to make the most money. Let's go make the most money." Right. But I would always try to hold my agent accountable. Sometimes, and we saw it a little bit with our guys in the G League. You know, conversations I would have with our guys. Listen, you got to make sure that your agent – when's the last time you talked to your agent on that? Some of our guys. Sure. Oh, a couple, a couple months ago. They're working for you. you got to right. remember that. So, you know, try to that, – and that's been the best thing about working for the you know, Wisconsin Herd is I've been able to have these conversations with guys that are kind of, you know, a little bit younger than me but in the same situation that I was in. And right. I lived it. I was able to really make a nice career out of myself. Uh, and then go play overseas afterwards. So yeah. it worked out. It worked out real well. So it, w- when you get a chance to get your hands on a lot of these young guys, um, you know, is it that they're raw? Is it that, I mean, because most of the guys that are in the NBA, their talent got them there, and for a while they think they know it all until they get there, and then they get schooled a little bit. These guys are the guys that didn't learn it all, didn't have it all, and they're trying to figure it out. You know, is each guy different? I mean, is there a certain mold that you go by? Yeah, no, the, the thing about the G League that's so special and unique is each guy's got their own little thing, whether it's physically they're not as talented as everybody. So then, you, you know, those are the guys you want to work with, get, get to what they got to do, get their strength, tell them they got to focus in this one area. Maybe you got to be a shooter. That's all you got to do. You got to come in, you got to knock down shots. One of the things we talked about this year is there might be only five players in the world that get played to play one-on-one basketball. Everybody else has to play within a system, right. and they have to fit a system. And so many of these guys, they come in and think, well, I got to go get buckets. I got to score the basketball. I got to do this. No, no, no. You got to sit in the corner, and when the ball's past you, you got to hit an open shot and you got to defend. And so it's trying to, you know, talk to those guys about this is the role you need to play. If you fit a role, you can make millions of dollars. But they already give the ball to guys that say, go get me buckets. His name is Giannis. Right. Your job is go sit in the corner, make a corner three, and defend, or whatever that role might be. So it's really trying to get through to these young guys. Listen, this is what you've got to do. You've got to specialize in this, or, or you've got to you know, defend at this. And some guys, they, they think they're NBA guys already. They don't want to listen to you. Right. Right. So that's the other tough thing you're fighting through. Yeah, we you're were not an about, NBA yeah, guy. We were talking about that last week about some of these guys that, you know, Jason Kidd's article said, hey, you know, it's try to – because guys that were great, it's hard to teach greatness, you know, because there's – it came – I won't say easy to them because they had to work their tails off to get there, but there's a different level of drive, and they already start with a different level of ability. So it seemed like Jason Kidd in that article was saying, hey, look, I couldn't get guys to get back into the gym. They wanted to go play Xbox and do all these other things, and they don't want to be great, so it's not my fault. So how do you get guys to say, hey, if you want to get there – Here's what you got to do. I mean, and, and then inspire them enough to go do it. Well, I think you would use the word inspire, right? You've got to continue to have relationships. I think so much of this of this business, as far as a coach and a player, you got to have relationships. You got to have them believe you. You got to have them trust you first. If you don't have that, you're gonna, ha- you know, they're not gonna listen to you. Right. So you got to be able to build that trust first. Once you do that, and and they know that you're in it for them. Then you got them, you know, okay, we got to work on this. This is what we got to do. But this business is so much about being a relationship and getting guys to believe you. Once you get that, now you can get them in the gym and you, you can really get them to develop their game in certain aspects. Because the other thing is you are, you're talking to NBA teams, you're trying to figure out what they need to do to, to get there because you want to see those guys reach their dreams, right? You got to get them in the gym. You got to do certain things. The other thing you're talking to them about is, you know, listen, you got to have some responsibility in your life too. 
You know, there's a reason yeah. you're in the G League, right? Whatever it might be, whether you made a bad decision, however it is, you're, you're trying to fix some of that stuff so that they, when they do reach the NBA, they're ready to rock and roll. So when you get guys back there like Brandon Jennings, who was yeah. coming in looking for a deal, or you get a guy like uh, DJ Wilson, yeah. who's yeah. trying to kind of better his game. He was a draft choice that a lot of people had, you know, high hopes for. And so he's kind of been knocked down a peg. When you get those guys that know they're coming back, how do you, because they're at the team control at that point, you know that too. I mean, you're just basically doing what the team needs you to do yep. at that point. Do you get marching orders from them? Or is it you get a guy one-on-one -on -one and say, okay, let's, let's figure out what you need to be better? Well, there's a little bit of both there, right? Uh, our head coach, Jordan Brady, who's on this, you know, now with Milwaukee, as our season ends, he goes with Milwaukee and works with them. Yeah. So there's that communication that happens all the time. But he gets, you know, word from Milwaukee, listen, we need DJ to play so many minutes. We want him to work on this. We want him to do this. You know, the guy like Brandon, not so much, because Brandon wasn't signed with Milwaukee right. when he played for him. He was so just trying to come in He was just trying yeah. to come back. So, you know, with DJ, yeah, there's a little bit more of, hey, we want to see him do this. This is the development program that we have for DJ. But a guy like Brandon that's coming in, listen, Brandon, you know, that's where you had the conversation. Coach Brady and Brandon had a conversation. Coach Wetzel, Coach me. We all have a conversation. Okay, this is what we want to do. Let's work on this. This is what you need to do to get that call, to be there. So that's where you have the two different things. Guys that are under contract with Milwaukee and are sent down, there's more of a plan. Guys that are free, we kind of have a conversation as a coaching staff. This is what needs to happen to get him back to the NBA. So tell me about Brandon, because when Brandon was here originally, he got the big game. Everybody knew it. He's doing, speaking of the Calderon Club, he's down there eating dinner. He's doing interviews with Sports Illustrated, the whole thing. He's on top of the world. He left here. Wasn't a great situation. We all knew it. It kind of worn out its welcome. Now he comes back. How was he when he came back? Oh, he was great. You couldn't have asked for anything better. A guy that's been in the league forever. First day there, he's taking guys out to dinner, saying, hey, this is what you do as a vet. There, he's showing some of these guys in the D-League that don't know what it means to be a pro, what it means to be a pro. And I think for him to go to China and experience that and come back, I think it made him more hungry. It made him realize, listen, I got to do things a little bit differently. I got to be a point guard. I got to get guys involved. I got to show young guys what it takes to get out of here so that they can be in the NBA. And it's tough to do that, right? When you're yeah. the guy, it's tough to come in and, and show younger guys what it takes. But he was phenomenal when he was with us. And that's why you know, I think the Milwaukee called him. Not only do they need a point guard, right? That's the right. first thing. There's right. got to be a need. Not only did he know the system, that was easy because we run the same stuff that Milwaukee runs. Yeah. So th that's an easy transition. But I think they also saw through the Wisconsin herd the type of player he was, the type of person he became, and, and really what he did for the younger guys. And he would fit in that locker room because there are some of those younger guys you're still trying to develop. And he would fit really well. Talking with Brian Butch, who works with the Wisconsin Herd, an assistant coach. Obviously, a lot of history here in the state of Wisconsin. We'll get back into the conversation. Scotty Williams is going to be coming up here in just a couple of minutes. But this one, it's time now for the uh, Hupin Abraham drive to the hoop. And it's Chris Middleton. He gets the big dunk. That's off the pass. The assist from Giannis in the fourth quarter to go up six. Here it is. Marcus Morris lets it fly. Giannis lets it fly ahead to Middleton. Chris Middleton, hard right-handed flush. That's compliments of Fox Sports Wisconsin. The nice tones of Jim Paschke there. That's the Hupian Abraham. Good drive to the hoop. Hupian Abraham reminding you never to text and drive. It is the Milwaukee Basketball Hour featuring Steve Novak. And it's brought to you by Maryland Social, Sharp Literacy, Third Coast Provisions, Baird Private Wealth Management, and our friends over at Coors Light. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, and to this day, I believe, 
There was a conspiracy theory against the Milwaukee Bucks not to get into the NBA Finals. They wanted to see Allen Iverson match up against Shaq and company for the L.A. Lakers, and damned if they didn't take the heart and soul out of that team. We'll tell you more about it coming up next on the uh, Milwaukee Basketball Hour. Welcome back. It's the Milwaukee Basketball Hour featuring Steve Novak, who you're going to hear coming up in the uh, next segment. It's presented by Merriman Social and Third Coast Provisions. Also our friends at the Princeton Clubs, Hupie and Abraham, West Bend, the Silver Lining, Annex Wealth Management, our friends at Baker Tilly, and do not forget Friday, April 6th, the last day for the Merriman Social Happy Hour Burger Challenge. Visit Merriman Social in Walker's Point down here from 4 to 6 and order the $5 Milwaukee Fire Department Truckee and uh, you'll not only help the fire department win the burger challenge, you could also be putting a winter coat on a Milwaukee child in need. Uh, to date, Milwaukee Fire Department's warm-up winter initiative has distributed over 30,000 coats. So go to Merriman Social and vote from the heart, my friend, or the stomach, whatever the uh, case may be. This is the guy coming up that, I, I first of all, he was one of the best players I've ever had a chance to cover, and I say that everywhere I go, not just because I'm on the air, but he's also the reason I believe at the time when a different guy was running the thing, that uh, I believe the NBA was fixed because he was the heart and soul, man, playing some big minutes off the bench for the Bucks as they were going into the Eastern Conference Finals, and they yanked him off the damn plane because he clocked Allen Iverson. Who the hell cares? Scotty Williams now joining us on the line. Scotty, how you doing, bud? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for having me on the show today. I hear you're still passing out coats in uh, Milwaukee. It's 91 degrees out here in the Valley of the Sun. You know, I was just, I was just out there for spring training, and I completely forgot about it. But uh, I was telling the story because we had taken the kids out there when I was out there working. And I said, they said, what do they do for Christmas? And I said, well, according to my buddy Scotty Williams, they decorate cactuses. <laughs> True story. <laughs> Scotty had a picture of a cactus out in front of his house all decorated up. Scott, how you been, first and foremost, man? I'm doing fantastic. Um, I've been very uh, lucky that I've been able to uh, – uh, get a, a television job over at Grand Canyon University where I'm uh, working with a great play-by-play guy in Barry Butel. Uh, we do all of the uh, Lopes uh, home basketball games uh, right here on a local Cox station. Uh, and I've really enjoyed the college spirit since I've left my time with dealing with uh, Larry Sanders and O.J. Mayo. Let me ask you this, Scotty. With a guy like Giannis, now you played – with Ray and Sam and Glenn, yourself. I mean, there was a lot of good talent on that team, and you always needed a couple of role players. Giannis is Giannis, and then you've got a lot of role players around him. How much more do you think he needs as far as help for this team to be right back where it was when you when you played? Yeah, a couple of players, uh, you know, no, no doubt. Um, but he's a fantastic player, superstar. That was the one bright spot uh, that we had when I was – uh, assistant coach there with the Milwaukee Bucks here. We won 15 basketball games. It's really watched the work ethic that this young man had and uh, in practice. I wanted him to be uh, a big <laughs> play down on the block because I wanted him to work down there with on my end because I loved his just thirst and overall knowledge uh, for the game and wanting to get better. But instead, they stuck me with Larry Sanders. You know, I think one thing when you talk about Giannis, and obviously playoffs are coming up right around the corner. What needs to happen for this Milwaukee Bucks team to get a couple of wins and, and win a first-round series? Well, you know, they, they were progressing nicely. Uh, and if you look back at all the successful teams that have kind of made uh, deep 
uh, drives into the NBA playoffs. It's baby steps. You know, last year, an opportunity uh, against, the, I believe it was the Chicago Bulls in the first round. Am I correct on that one? That, uh, uh, you know, they had some, some, some games where they uh, probably would have wanted them to go the other direction, but maybe for lack of inexperience or lack of experience, uh, they just didn't follow their way. You know, they'll get a little bit better this time out. I, I know that um, uh, they'll be a little more healthy uh, this year because uh, Chris Middleton was a little banged up last year at that point in time, still coming back from injury. And, uh, you know, I, I, like, I like this Bucks team. And Bledsoe adds a, another, uh, I guess, dimension that um, they didn't have on the team a year ago. Hey, Scott, i got to ask you, because you guys went through your own growing pains that first year, and then everything came together. Sam Cassell comes in, runs that point. I mean, everything really began to flow. Tim Thomas really started to come on. I mean, you, you had a lot of guys that, like I said, that played roles, but you came together. What does it take for a team to learn how to win? Because we have seen this team this year just let some games go through their fingers that had they had those four or five games, we're talking about a completely different set of standings and probably one of the top teams in the East. How do you learn how to win, Scott? Well, you know, like you say, a lot of it is chemistry. That was the one great thing about that Bucks team in 2001 is that uh, we were a very close-knit group off the basketball court. So I don't know what it is about that and the good teams that I was on and especially, you know, Chicago Bulls comes to mind. Uh, you have a, have a, a great player and, you know, obviously Michael was a great player. Um, and in Milwaukee, we had the big three that were all capable of being, you know, uh, first team, all NBAers on any given night, but you really got to have that chemistry off the floor that somehow, uh, and I don't know if uh, there's any kind of a metric you can put on it that helps you translate uh, to win, whether it's a 50-50 ball, an offensive rebound, uh, a guy just making a, giving up his body and taking a charge at a key moment. All those things kind of seem to come together uh, over the course of a 48-minute playoff game that help you get a victory. When you look at it, you've talked about chemistry so much, and you know, last year Chris was out. This year Jabari is hurt. How hard is it to get chemistry coming back from injuries? It's difficult, um, and especially when you're not allowed. You know, if your injury thus prevents you from being in the foxhole with the guys, um, it's very difficult to do that. But uh, as a veteran, you learn little tricks in the locker room, little tricks out on the road to stay connected with what with the with your other teammates. Hey, Scotty, when you talk about the team chemistry and stuff you do away from the court, how important is that? Because we hear about it all the time that, you know, guys not necessarily going over to somebody's house and doing a little gaming, but we're talking about guys that go to dinner, that have a chance to talk, that have a chance to share stories and get to know one another. It's that kind of thing that builds. It's not just figuring out where a guy is going to be on a bounce pass consistently. It's all about getting that trust of the guy off the court as well, right? Oh, absolutely. It's, it's, it's knowing something about his home life, where he's from, uh, maybe a situation with family members that uh, might be struggling, a brother, sister, aunt, uncle, grandma, you know, uh, having a concern and a love for somebody uh, that, they, that they can feel away from basketball. It's not about, man, oh, I would love the way you gave me the ball down that right corner. If you can just give me that ball down there four or five times a game, I'll love you even more. That really got what I'm talking about when you talk about the chemistry 
uh, being there on, on, on teams that uh, had just have that little special it factor. Man, you got to have a, a deep knowledge. Somebody, you know, is into hunting and dogs or fishing or whatever it might be. I had, you know, I had a little knowledge on what Sam Cassell liked and was different from what Glenn Robinson was all about and was different from what, uh, you know, uh, Sugar Ray was all, Ray Allen was all about. So, uh, you know, kind of learning guys, uh, you know, where they're from, uh, what they like to eat, what they like to do, what they like to talk about, what are they reading, all these different types of things can help you connect with a guy that uh, he'll pull a little bit harder uh, for you and for your teammates when you're out there on the floor and they feel like you're just one, one group and one, I'm part of a family. Scott, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Next year when we come out for spring training, uh, I'm going to look you up, man, okay? Yeah, 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 definitely do that. You know, uh, once, once a Milwaukee Buck, always a Milwaukee Buck. I hope to try to make it back for a playoff game this year. Go Buck. All right, buddy, we'll see you then. There you go. Scott Williams, former Milwaukee Buck, and he was here in the heyday, man, when this place, this town, this state was off the hook. We're uh, heading towards an Eastern Conference Finals with the Philadelphia 76ers. When we come back, Steve Novak, he sat down earlier this afternoon with yours truly, also with Matthew Delavidova as he continues to rehab and get ready to play the remainder of the season. You're going to hear that interview coming up next on the Milwaukee Basketball Hour. Let's hear from our podcast sponsor. Injured? Call Hupe and Abraham. Voted best, rated best year after year. Hupe and Abraham, tell them you mean business. Welcome back to the program. It is the uh, Milwaukee Basketball Hour. It's uh, down here at Merriman Social, Third Coast Provisions. Also want to say thanks to them for uh, being a part of the program. Also say thanks to our friends from Sharp Literacy and uh, Baird Private Wealth Management, Coors Light, Princeton Clubs, Hupy and Abraham, West Bend, The Silver Lining, Annex Wealth Management, Baker Tilly. And speaking of uh, having, you know, guests and celebs and all that kind of good stuff, hey, if you want somebody at your uh, house or party or whatever it is you need, a corporate event. Don't forget our friends at Lambing Sports as well. They put all this together. They do a great job. Also, I uh, want to say thanks to our friends at Crohn's and Colitis Foundation of Wisconsin. You can visit them on Facebook and learn more about uh, the ways that you can help in the fight against Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis. Um, I want to go ahead and you know, kind of turn things over to Steve Novak, Matthew Delavidova. I had him on the program on my afternoon show uh, today and had a chance to sit down and chat with Deli about his return, hopeful return to the Milwaukee Bucks as he comes off uh, the injury report. And then we talked about the team in general. Take a listen. We're being joined by a current Milwaukee Buck, Matthew Delavadova, and the Bucks guard and analyst uh, on Fox Sports Wisconsin, Steve Novak. Guys, how you doing? Good, thanks. How you doing? We're doing well. Steve, how you doing? Doing very well. How are you? Doing great today. So, uh, Matthew, let me start with you first and foremost. And, Steve, you can chime in anytime you want, being the media member that you are. But So I, I got to ask you about the health first, Matthew. How you doing? Uh, it's getting better. It's been a slow process and never fun to be missing games, but it is getting better, and I'm looking forward to getting back out there again soon. Do you have a timetable for coming back? Uh, nothing set in stone yet. Uh, just kind of see how it is day by day and uh, just make sure it's improving. Hey, Steve, I want to ask you, you know, I were talking last week uh, about this team when you were on the phone with us, and we were talking about trying to stack success and get some wins, and uh, not that it's an ever an easy portion of your schedule, but you've got three teams that are under 500, and obviously Philadelphia to end things out. If this team should be able to win out and then win nine of their last 11, uh, how much confidence is a guy in that locker room? How much are they going to have moving forward? Yeah, that's the thing is you win games at the end of the season and it gives you confidence. But like you said, the big news today, right, is Kyrie is out. Obviously, now there's going to be this 
everybody wants to play Boston. I think that's uh, by everybody. I mean, the six, seven, and eight seeds want to want to try to target Boston. So, um, you know, I think that there's there's going to be that difference of do you finish the season playing as well as you can with the uh, putting your team in the best position they can be in terms of chemistry and and energy and ready for a playoff atmosphere, or do you just get the best matchup for yourself, which may mean obviously resting guys or you know, we're not allowed to use the word tanking, but, you know, it's become strategic at this point. It's more of a – you're playing big-picture basketball, I think, over these next four games. It's not about how do we beat the Brooklyn Nets, and if we don't, are we in trouble. It's about who are we going to play in the playoffs and how do we finish. So, um, you know, there's still a lot of movement, obviously, with the news today and with four games left. Steve, I'll, you know, I'll turn it over to you, and you can talk to Matthew about a little bit of this, but uh, just kind of moving forward regarding the rest of the season and his recovery. Yeah, Deli, you know, I mean, for you, I wanted to ask you, too. You know, you, you've been a guy who, when I was in the locker room with you, you were such a leader. You were a guy that was always talking to guys about the game of basketball, having dinners and, and lunches with guys to figure out their goals. Now you've been a guy who you've been not unable to play right now and really watch these guys. How have you been able to, to really just impact these guys being out as long as you have? Um, yeah, it's been, you know, a tough situation, uh, the longest time I've, I've been off the court in my career, but, uh, there's, there's still ways you can help, help the team. And, um, it does give you a different perspective, not being on the court out there with them, uh, for games and practice. Uh, so it gives you a bit of a different look and you see things that you wouldn't usually see and, um, it has been eye-opening, and uh, you just continue to try to talk to guys ab- about what I'm seeing out there, and um, yeah, just make sure their mindset is right heading into the playoffs. Because um, as you know, it's it's a different kind of basketball, and um, the only thing that matters is winning, which is the funnest basketball to play. Matthew, and, and no, go ahead. The- Oh, cool. No, I was going to say, and, and like you said, there's some guys on this team who have won championships. You've won a championship with Cleveland and, you know, Jet and Dallas, but everybody hasn't. And so, you know, for you guys who have really won at that high level and have made these pushes in the playoffs, at this point, looking at who you guys might be playing, is there is there any reasonable argument to try to really get to that sixth seed if you think Cleveland is sitting there, LeBron's a guy you play with, you you know better than anybody how good he is, is it to try to win as many games as you can, or is it really important to try to match up with if the Bucks can control it in any way? I guess should they try to control who they who they play in? Is there a team you guys in the locker room feel like you want to see? Um, good questions, um, but I think that's you know for, for the coaching staff and I guess analytic guys to to talk about and figure out. But as uh, players in the locker room. Uh, and, and the coaches, we're just trying to focus on ourselves and, and what we can do to improve and get better and sharpen up heading into the playoffs because um, if we're playing our best basketball, and we've shown that throughout the year, when we play our best basketball, uh, we, we can beat anyone on any given night. So if we can just do that more consistently, um, uh, we feel confident that, that we can beat anyone in a series and we know it's not going to be easy, and we're going to have to uh, play more consistent basketball, but we're looking forward to the challenge. 
Talking with Matthew Delavadova, Milwaukee Bucks guard, also Steve Novak, Bucks analyst in Fox Sports, Wisconsin. And uh, Matthew, I want to ask you because you and Malcolm Brogdon both are efforting to come back, and we talk so much about the need for guys to fill specific roles. Uh, you defensively, some shooting. Obviously, Malcolm Brogdon is a guy that's been able to distribute the basketball and kind of was the straw that stirred the drink a little bit. So how important is it for everybody once you guys get back to understand the role and to just kind of get right back into it? Because I, I think there are guys that have specific roles, and, and right now they're hurting in those roles because you guys aren't on the floor. Yeah, I mean, um, I think, you know, guys have stepped up and, and done a good job. Uh, but I think, you know, Malcolm and I are definitely looking forward to getting back out there and, and helping out and, and providing what what we can and, uh, we've both been out for a while, but Malcolm definitely knows how to play the game. He had that playoff experience last year, and um, this will be my fourth year out of five in the playoffs, and uh, I've had a lot of playoff experience, and, and that kind of basketball suits my game as well. So uh, we're, we're going to be ready to jump right in there and, and help the team out any way we can. There you go. That was Matthew Delavadova, Steve Novak earlier today. And uh, thanks to both of those guys uh, for joining me on my program. We are broadcasting live. It is the Milwaukee Basketball Hour. We are down here at Merriman Social. We encourage you to come down. Don't forget, they have the, uh, the, the big challenge, the truckie, the fire department truckie challenge. Come down here and get that big burger. And also, uh, you can help the Milwaukee Fire Department warm up this winter initiative with distributing kids to uh, coach to kids. So they do a lot of great stuff down here. Come on down to the Merriman Social. I'm joined here. By, by Brian Butch, who, uh, well, you know his name, obviously, from Appleton, and then went to UW, traveled around, and now working with Wisconsin Herd. So, first of all, fast show tonight. This flies by. Hold on a second. Let me turn your mic on here real quick. There you go. <laughs> real fast, real fast. Yeah, and you're doing radio. You follow my show in Appleton, right? Yeah, we do on uh, 1570 The Score in Appleton. Okay. So, it's great. Yeah, Shout we out to the guys you. in The Score, yeah. Yeah, it's great. It's fun. Uh, get to get out on here a little bit and talk some Brewers baseball now and Bucks basketball yeah. and heard when we were going, so it's, it's always fun. If you had your druthers as far as a matchup for the Bucks in the postseason, Boston is that the way you to gotta go, go with Boston? Yeah, you're not gonna you you don't want to face LeBron. He doesn't lose, and then you look at what Toronto's done, and especially done at home. But in general, you know they they they've gone through the learning you know the learning curve of what it takes to win, and I think they've kind of turned that. I think they're really you know clicking really well right now. So ultimately, if you got to pick any of those three, you're gonna want to go with Boston, especially with Kyrie you know, being out. How difficult is it because this team has needed shooters? And we got about 60 seconds here, but this team has needed shooters. Guys just haven't clicked, haven't developed the way you wanted to. Your body's starting to play better. You got Bledsoe, you got Middleton. But how tough is it to get those shooters on track, especially when you're starting to talk about the pressure of the playoffs? Yeah, no, it's pretty tough, especially when you've been searching for it all year long. That being said, you know, it just takes maybe a game, something to go, you know, click, and then all of a sudden you're going again as a shooter. And, you know, Steve knows, and as a big, my, you know, me as a shooter too, all it might take is one game, but you got to get that one game and you got to have it be at a big moment, and hopefully that'll be during the playoffs for the Bucks. Follow us on Twitter at MKEBBallHour. Same on Facebook and Instagram. If you want to follow me, it's at Bill underscore Michaels. Follow Brian at... At, uh, at Brian underscore Butch. That's it. That's easy. It's been a great one. Thanks to everybody involved in the program. This has been the Milwaukee Basketball Hour featuring our buddy Steve Novak, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, the Merriman Social and Third Coast Provisions and Lammy Sports. Time for us to go. Have a good one. See you.